We are back live at the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. It is the competition you didn't know you needed. <laughs> I, I just well, couldn't help but notice. I got my football squad over here. I got my basketball squad over here. And the shoe game is phenomenal. So come with me. We start with the basketball side. We got Monica with the heel. Thank we got you. Helen. Anklets. She got the little yes. ankle yes. bracelet. Yes. 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 Now a little yes. detail. Spectacular. Four, five. Four, five. We're going to work very good. Just, okay. just so you know, as a child, <laughs> yeah. like, as a kid, it's, if you saw a kid <laughs> walking around with those, you knew they were rich. You can't hide money. What would they have said about mine? Okay. Oh, no, right? Oh. <laughs> Let's be in the wrong town. Okay. Come on. Okay. So Here we go. We got Cambridge. Y'all already know who won this, though. Mm. Seriously. I'm not. Never. The New Republic, the New Republic. I gotta tell you, I mean, I got to close. Those two like, call it a tie. This is spectacular. I can't do. I'm so old. I've played in those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, the shoe game is spectacular. Why do we need a competition? Participation medals for everyone. No, no. no. Oh, you sound like these New Age parents. Oh, let's give them all a trophy. Let's give them all a trophy. I love the shoes. That said, there's winners and losers. From all of this frivolity. Let's dive into what could wind up being the most significant story in sports in a very long time. The commissioner of the Big Ten is expected to make a decision today on a potential punishment for Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh in the sign-stealing scandal that has rocked the sport. In response, the university sent a scathing 10-page letter to the commissioner, Tony Petiti, about overstepping his authority and rushing to judgment. We have been covering this fully for you all morning long, and we have Heather and Paul here with us. Heather, I am told before we go any farther that you've been on the phone this morning. What have you learned? Well, I spoke to a Big Ten source, and they are in no rush to judgment. They are taking this in a very methodical manner. As I said earlier on the show, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti is not in Dallas this morning. There's a college football playoff meeting there to talk about the 12-team format. He is not there. The other commissioners are there. I was also told that this is about a rule. Michigan broke a rule in a systemic way, and whether or not it impacted them positively or negatively on the field is irrelevant. So our discussions about how much the sign stealing actually helps Michigan, that's moot. The Big Ten's point is they are taking this information, they have the facts, they have Michigan's response, they're going through it, and again, there's no rush to judgment right now. Fair enough. So, so they're saying that it is irrelevant how much it did or didn't help them. I get that part of it. I also, however, read as much as I could or as much as, as was uh, printed of the 10-page response that the university sent back last night. And that definitely suggested that they have information that they feel they could share that suggests Michigan is not the only one who is doing this sort of thing. So how does that play into all of this if it may be something that other schools, they believe other schools are doing as well? And they presented that when they said that Ohio State and Rutgers essentially colluded against Michigan in last year's Big Ten championship game against Purdue with Ohio State giving them the offensive signals, Rutgers giving them the defensive signals. The Big Ten's position right now is it is not feeling pressure from anyone, any state lawmakers, any athletic directors, coaches. They'll make this decision independently. And I'm sure that they will consider that as part of the facts. But I, it's important to remember that what we're talking about with Ohio State and Rutgers 
it's not clear as I sit here right now that they broke any of the sportsmanship rules. That information the Big Ten took, said thank you very much, pass it on to the NCAA, which is an entirely separate investigation into this. Yeah, that's right. There are parallel investigations going on right now. The Big Ten is is conducting whatever we want to call it. I'm not even sure that that is actually an investigation. The NCAA, at its usual glacial pace, is also performing an investigation of Michigan. And there is still the one that dates back to the um, the pandemic period for which Jim Harbaugh served a self-imposed three-game punishment earlier this year. So all these things are conspiring at the same time. So, Paul, before I come to you, I want to put this graphic up on the screen again. Will is our director. Will, if you could. Because so many people are pointing to this. These are simply facts. Do not take this to mean that I am suggesting that the sign stealing is the reason that Michigan's everything about their program and Jim Harbaugh in it has turned around in the last three seasons. These are simply the facts that at the end of the COVID season, there was a strong belief that Jim Harbaugh was going to get fired. You see what his numbers were there. He had never beaten Ohio State, never won the Big Ten, and his record, while good, was not spectacular. Since that time, he's lost three games in three years. You see he's blowing people out. He's made the playoff both times. He's won the conference both times. He's beaten Ohio State handily both times. And right now, most people, certainly at this table, believe he has the best team in the country again. So, Paul, we take all of that into consideration when I ask you the question, if nothing is done by the Big Ten here and Michigan goes on to play in the college football playoff, maybe win the national championship, what will the reaction be from you? There will be outrage from the college football world and I think from many more people than that. And Greeny, you just made the closing argument about why so many people here are upset. Uh, it doesn't matter how many All-Americans Michigan has right now. It doesn't matter how many first-round draft choices they have, and they have a lot. What matters is that there was a, a, a paradigm shift in this program. You, met, you laid it out. From about to get fired, a losing program could not beat its biggest rival to suddenly the dominant team not only in the Big Ten, but perhaps in the entire country. And it wasn't, it's not like nobody has ever thrown any dirt at Jim Harbaugh before. You, you also said he was suspended for three games. He's currently under NCAA investigation. So I don't think you have to be a genius to come to any conclusions here other than something has changed within this program. Now, one other thing in terms of where we are right now, Tony Petiti is a fairly new commissioner in the Big Ten. He's dealt with sign-stealing issues before. He was, he was connected to Major League Baseball. He has a big job right now because everyone is watching. All eyes are on him. And if he caves in to, oh, well, Michigan said Rutgers did it and Ohio State did it, he's shirking his responsibility. That, that may have happened. It may not have happened. It doesn't matter. Michigan is the school in the spotlight here. Michigan is the school where mounting evidence is piling up. That's what he's concerned about. And if he doesn't do anything, if he passes the buck, then the Big Ten reputation gets dinged and his power gets usurped. Yeah, you know, Heather, it's interesting as I bring everyone else into the conversation, you can say that the, the Big Ten is not acting on the pressure that it is feeling, but that does not in any way alleviate the amount of pressure that exists mm -hmm. in this situation. The eyes of the entire football world are on it, and it does feel like not only could this wind up determining what happens to the Michigan program, but it could set precedent that could change the sport in so many ways going forward. Everyone is dying to get in here. Dan, go. Yeah, first of all, the suspension beginning of the year, I think, was over like a cheeseburger. So we have to stop reference that in, in relation to this. Right, it, my was, mind, it, was, it was over uh, different things, yeah. to be very, very clear. M my mind goes to the Clemson, Ohio State, 
um, game two years ago, Justin Fields, when Ryan Day did an incredible job of waiting till the very last moment to snap the football because he knew that Clemson and Brett Venables had a pretty good understanding of their signals. So my mind, good job by Ryan Day getting ahead of that. Can I ask Heather a question in yeah, regards to her report? Heather, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm asking because you're one of the best. So you mentioned that there's no rush right now from anybody when it comes to the investigation. I think you said the Big Ten. My question is this. Is that no rush a Mich- Michigan-centric thing? Like they don't want to rush in relation to finding out all the information in regards to just Michigan? Or is there no rush because they're waiting to see if – there are other players at this table that are a part of this outside of Michigan. No, there's no rush to judgment in terms of reacting to the media and pressure and everyone saying today could be the day that we get a decision. (laughs) They're saying we have a 10-page response from Michigan that we need to go through before we determine what, if any, punishment. And I would expect there to be some sort of a punishment because if you're the Big Ten, you don't give Michigan that letter unless you're expecting to do something. And that would be, quite honestly, pretty difficult for Petiti to walk back. Okay, let me come to the players on this question, because for those who are not aware of the schedule, Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. That is a monster game. The last time we put it up on the board, I believe our analytics actually slightly favor Penn State in that game. Then they play Maryland, which they're they're expected to have a 90% chance to win. There it is. Michigan, let's call it a toss-up game at Penn State this Saturday. 90% chance to beat Maryland. 55% chance to beat Ohio State. The Buckeyes are the number one team in the country. Let me ask you a question, Harry Douglas. You played the game and you covered this sport. How big a factor is it if Jim Harbaugh is not on on that field with that team for those games? If he's not there this Saturday against Penn State, if he's not in Ann Arbor in two and a half weeks against Ohio State, how much of a difference does that make in the game? In my opinion, it's a factor because once you go to playing, you know, teams in the top ten and you have players that are similar – now you look at your head coach. Okay, what advantage do I have with my head coach being in the spotlight, being a phenomenal coach, and how can we outlier, you know, the opposing team in those regards? Uh, wh- <laughs> Let me say this, though. Go. When I watch Michigan play, they're the most complete team on paper. And for me to see that it's only 49% for them to beat Penn State, after watching Penn State versus Ohio State right. barely can move the football offensively yeah. is insane to me. I don't think Jim Harbaugh not being there matters that much. They beat Penn State either way. Yeah. Now, that, that game is in two days. I, I think I, Penn State's awesome. I do. I, I guess what I'm trying to think through in my mind is, could they suspend Harbaugh today and he's not on the field Saturday? I suppose this is all unprecedented. Anything can happen. The Ohio State game, it feels like, is directly in the sights. You think they were a better team than Ohio State? I do. I think their, their, their defense versus Ohio State's offense, as remarkable as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, is a better unit. Let, let's, so, let's not forget really quick, though. Yeah. Like, the way Michigan has beat, beaten Ohio State the last two years. Also, Penn State. The physicality played in the factor. Yeah. Against Penn State a year ago, they rushed for 300 yards, y'all. 300 yards yeah. in a, one football game versus right. Penn State last year. So what, the guy, so what the guys are talking about is how good Michigan is and right. how this situation doesn't offset the talent that's on this roster. But I go back to what Paul said. There was a clear paradigm shift in the program. And I think if you were some people watching this and watching what Michigan was before 
versus after, that's what they're pointing to. And I think that's at the crux of this. Well, look, I mean, we're not in a court of law. If I presented that full screen to a judge in a court of law and I said, look, they were this beforehand and they're this afterwards, I might get a conviction. Oh, that's an easy question. Well, yeah. Robert Sala, I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I don't have any better idea who their quarterback should be than he does. Heather, go. Two things. One, I disagree with the guys that everybody thinks Michigan is just going to run all over Penn State. Their defense is so much better, particularly up front. I talked to their defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz, about it this week. And not only has Michigan been galvanized by this, don't think that every other Big Ten coach in the country, including sure. James Franklin, isn't pissed off about this. There's a motivation factor on everyone's sideline right now. Michigan is going to get everyone's best shot because people mm -hmm. think that they're cheating. So I would expect it to be a closer game than people are thinking. It's not going to be like last year when they gashed them on the ground for 400 yards or whatever it was. All right. I'm going to ask Paul for the final word here. Paul, give me the crystal ball. If, if you were to guess, how is this whole thing going to wind up playing out short term and long? What do you expect to happen? Number one, Granny, I, I, I don't know if I've ever been more shocked in my life that, that, to hear Heather Dinich use the, use the phrase pissed off. Um, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't I've got a totally different view of this game lately, Paul. Um, That's a whole other question. Go ahead. <laughs> and I like it. Um, I, I think what's going to happen at some point, and, and nobody can guess when, I think, I think Petiti is going to suspend Jim Harbaugh for a couple of games. He may want to wait till the week plays out. Uh, then he's, I don't think he, I think he's in a tough spot whether he's going to be disrupting one of his own teams in its biggest game of the year. But I think it's coming and I think it's happening. I think Michigan will, will raise Kane. Uh, they'll, they'll scream and holler and I don't think anybody is going to, to listen. One more thing. I talked yeah. to a, a legal scholar yesterday. Michigan is talking about filing a temporary injunction. They're not going to get it. They simply don't uh, have the information. It's too big of a mountain to climb. So they're going to have to watch this play out without going to court. Okay. And uh, being uh, successful. Uh, there's so much here. We, we will continue to cover this again. The moment there is further word, Heather, regardless of her language, is monitoring the phones like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's gonna, anyway, we will have much more on this as we continue. Right, let, let's take a quick break here. We're back with all the NFL conversation. Wait till you hear why Dan says the D in Big D is destined to once again stand for disappointment. Plus, what the actual heck is going on with LeBron and the Lakers? Is it already time to panic after a day filled with both injury and insult? We'll answer those questions next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Uh, we are back on Get Up, and I've got some burning questions that I need answered for me. Hey, Harry Douglas, are the Baltimore Ravens the best team in the National Football League? Hands down, no doubt. Lamar Jackson, I really? think he's doing a phenomenal job. That defense, I think they've uh, really picked up their play, really shutting down teams, number one in points allowed, also number one sacking the quarterback in this league. I think collectively this football team is the best in the National Football League, and offensively they still have room to grow. They humiliated Seattle and Detroit this year. Dan, is this Bill Belichick's final year in New England? I'm not ready to say that. I know this has been another disastrous year after a couple years that were down. The quarterback has not played consistently well. The offensive line protection has been the worst in the NFL. No one gets open. The defense lost their two best players. So it's been as bad as it can be. But I'm not ready to say that Bill Belichick is done being the coach of the New England Patriots. Okay, and then Kmart, let me come to you. The Eagles have the best record in the yes, NFL. Who is the biggest threat to them in the NFC? I just have one question, guys. Have we completely forgotten the San Francisco 49ers? I know they're on a losing streak, but when I look at Dallas and what we've talked about a lot, is how they have a lot of deficiency at the offensive line. They're not playing well. They forget that C.D. Lamb is there. When I look at the 49ers, they bring physicality. Yes, you have questions about Brock Purdy, but as long as their left tackle is good, they still have the skill players to go toe-to-toe with the Eagles. I wonder how that game last year would have gone had Brock Purdy stayed healthy. Yes, if they had a quarterback who, who could have played as the game went Any on. Any quarterback. You know, we talk about styles making fights. Like, the Cowboys always play the Eagles tough, but they get blown out by the 49ers. So all these things factor Vision. in. But you're going to tell us here, and you're going to show us as only you can, the, the key to all this is the Dallas defense. And I don't think when everything's on the line that Dallas can beat Philadelphia. Because I think Philadelphia is uniquely equipped to say, Micah Parsons, you are not going to ruin this football game. And that's the difference between Dallas's defense, 
when they play Philly and basically everybody else. Number one, when they run the football, you are going to get two bodies or four hands on Micah Parsons. Two tight ends on the field. We motion Goddard from outside in. That's Micah Parsons at the end of the line of scrimmage. All Philly wants to do is run the football. We're not going to single block you ever. We're going to double team you with both of our tight ends. Four hands, two sets of hands on him to just get that initial push. Micah Parsons, you're not ruining this play. Second thing, when you get off the field, we're throwing the ball. Okay, look at Micah Parsons, number 11, is not on the field. San Francisco did this. Philly did it three different times. Look at the pocket. Why? Because Micah Parsons is not on the field. What's the thought process? We're not throwing the ball. We're throwing the ball downfield. Mm. We see that consistently. The next thing, we can't block you, so we're not going to block you. They get in their four by one, four to one side, one to the other. Micah Parsons on the end of the line of scrimmage. We aren't going to block you, Micah. Jalen Hurts is going to read you. If you, if you kind of collapse, you play hesitant, I can hand this football off because you got bodies to the other side of the field, and it's a walk-in touchdown. Again, huh. San Francisco does that. So Philadelphia is uniquely equipped to understand we can't block Micah Parsons. We're just going to make sure we take him out of the game in certain situations. Want to know the most interesting thing Hembo shared with me in relation to this? Yeah. In Micah Parsons' career, guess how many sacks on third down he has against the Philadelphia Eagles? You're going to tell me none, aren't you? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, look, I mean, that's outstanding work, as always, as we oh. watch all that. So as you see it, what comes to your mind there about that Cowboy defense? We, they began the season thinking they could be one of the all-time greats. Are they good enough to go toe-to-toe with the, big, the best teams in the NFC? If they're getting turnovers, if they're sacking a the quarterbacks, uh, quarterback, mm-hmm. if they're not doing those things, I don't think Dallas is going to be able to beat the upper echelon teams in not only the NFC conference, but the AFC conference as well. And also, I'm, I'm going to take it to the offensive side of the ball really quick. Go. Um, when it comes to their offense, I have this thing called KYP, Know Your Personnel. You had a fourth and goal situation, a play they tried to throw the schoolmaker, right? Yeah. And the reason why I was upset with that play is because... Because it was the same one they ran before? But not only that, you decided to go to a first-year tight end and a second-year tight end versus a veteran wide receiver and a veteran wide receiver. C.D. Lamb ran the pick play the correct way and got Brandon Cooks wide open. The... um, Jake Ferguson right. didn't do his job the correct way. That's why you've seen the defender being able to come underneath right. and stop the touchdown from being scored. So in my mind, I'm so saying to saying myself. that inch that they missed the touchdown by is really an execution problem. Oh, totally. It, it, 100%. Yeah. But my thing is, is I, I don't, if, I'm, if I'm Dak, I'm not going to these young guys. I'm going over here to my veteran wide receivers because Brandon Cooks became wide open. And also on that fourth and seven play, I don't give a damn if Jalen Tobin is over there one and one. <laughs> it has nothing to do with him as a player. But I'm going to CD Lamb or I'm going to Jake Ferguson in that situation. So heading into the Eagles game, I said that the key to victory, in my opinion, for the Cowboys would be protect Dak and get the ball to CD. This offensive line is an issue, how they're playing. So, Hembo sent a stat to me. In terms of pass block win rate, Tyron Smith ranks 40th out of 66 eligible tackles. Terrence Steele ranks 58th. So we can put it all on deck, and yes, he has to be better. Yes, he has to understand where where the boundaries are, and he's got to stay in bounds and all that. We can't take sacks, but the kid was under siege. And and that's a problem, especially when we talk about the physicality. We talk about these are division rivals. They know each other's weaknesses. The Cowboys have issues everywhere, starting at the head coach, starting with the quarterback, offensive line, skill players. 30 seconds, go. Yeah, I think the whole two-point conversion thing and taking the sack thing is massively blown out of proportion. Dak was really good. I also think the end of that game was a little bit more Philadelphia had terrible matchups and man coverage. More so than, oh my gosh, the performance by Dallas's offense was great. Dallas's offense doesn't do anything great. 
They're going to beat those teams because of their defense. They have to figure out when Micah Parsons comes off the field, you better figure out coverage more consistently. And then they're going to have to get a certain way because San Francisco and Philadelphia are just going to say, we aren't going to block him instead of trying to do so. And that puts their best player in hesitant mode. I'm going to say again, do not forget the Lions as this conversation sure. continues into the second half. But coming up next, we will do the first half NFL superlatives, the surprises, the disappointments, the teams that will have a second half surge will run you through it. Plus, a Hollywood tearjerker insult and injury on the same day is LeBron in over his head just two weeks into the season. But before any of that, time for Sneaky Hembo. Harry's got this one, but he can phone a friend in Allen if he wants to. We're talking about the Sixers. <laughs> Who has the highest career scoring average in Sixers history? The answer is next. Sneaky, sneaky. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, we are back with Sneaky Hembo here at the bottom of the hour, and he's able to bring in a phone a friend. We're going to let him have Alan Hahn in all of this. Now, here we go. We're going to talk about the Sixers. Here's the question. Which player has the highest career scoring average in 76ers history. Okay, Hans, we're going to think about three players. We're going to yeah. think about... Three being a very interesting number there. Alan Averson. Yeah, that's true, true, true. Dr. J. Uh, yep, could be there too. Wilt Chamberlain. See, that's the sneaky one. That's, to me, the sneaky one. I like Iverson, I like Chamberlain. You pick one, both, what do you do? Let me get this little spin going here. Okay, Harry. I'm okay, a, Harry. I'm going to go with Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Will Chamberlain my, is correct. My yeah. God. For those of you who didn't know, you know, my brother played in the NBA for eight years. Let's go, Harry. Don't, don't play. Don't play. I want to ah. I I give everyone an idea of how close this was. Chamberlain, 27.62. Iverson, 27.61. The difference is literally one one-hundredth of a point. And then oh, M Embiid man. is 27.3. That was literally that close. <laughs> All right, well done. Let's run the floor. Monica right. Allen, let's do this. You're thing. out, sir. We're talking about the Sixers. <laughs> the new look Sixers. Holding off the Celtics last night, 106-103. Joel Embiid, 27 points, 10 rebounds. 
Tyrese Maxey, who I told you on Countdown last year was the second best player, and I was mocked for it. Spectacular. 25 points. Sixers are now 6-1. Six and one. They have the best record in the East. This on the same night where Harden was getting mocked and losing in Brooklyn. The question is simple. Are the 76ers better off without James Harden? They are. They are. This is addition by subtraction. You said it earlier in the show, and it's exactly the take on this whole thing. They play faster. They play better. More people are involved. And Joel Embiid now has a team that not only is a really good team, but he is still the centerpiece. Now he's got a team that some stars around the league might look and say, I might want to be part of that because they've got a lot of cap space. Now. What do you think, Monica? I would agree, but goodness gracious, with the moving of the stars and everybody coming to play with everybody. But all right, listen, uh, he is the guy that has to be the centerpiece, and he'll have an option in a couple seasons. So... Make Joel Embiid happy, top priority, I would agree. Yeah, they just made him happy. Listen, I mean, the bottom line of it is this. We have said many times James Harden is a spectacular player, and he is. We have very few times said, look how much better he makes that team. Those are, those are not sentences we have yeah, spoken very often. He's a system, often. and when systems move out, blue skies come in. That's exactly right. Wow. The Sixers are better okay, off them, man. now. <laughs> in the meantime, trouble in L.A. We got injury, we got insult. Stop me if you've heard this before. Anthony Davis is hurt. He didn't play last night, and candidly, neither did the rest of his team. The Lakers got blown out by Houston, 128-94. They were out-rebounded. 57 to 34. They're winless on the road this year. And Monica, all I heard all summer long, all leading up to the season was, look how much better they've gotten around LeBron. Look at all the help LeBron is going to have. Look how he's going to be on a minutes restriction. LeBron's the only thing they have going for them at all right now, Monica. Are we concerned? Uh, scale of 1 to 10, uh, I'm going to go 6. Because we're used to this to a degree. The numbers bear it out that they have to have LeBron James on the floor to be successful. They are minus 87 in the 116 minutes without him. However, everything you said is also true, Greeny. We are in uncharted territory in terms of LeBron's age as the oldest guy in the league and his productivity. To your point, though, I am disappointed with those guys around him, right? Like, you all were brought here to bring the energy that we saw in that push in March and into the postseason. You don't have the luxury of time off. Injuries are one thing. Jared Vanderbilt, Anthony Davis, who we know. But the rest of those guys, they have to play with the level of urgency that their leader in LeBron James has played with his entire career. You know why they have to play with urgency? It's not now, like, at the end of last season, the urgency was getting into the play-in. Now the urgency is, what do we know with the history of playing with LeBron? Yep. If things aren't going well, what happens? He's replacing you. Right. You're out. You're out. I'm bringing in new people, and that's what you have to worry about. So right now, watch things. But when we get to the middle of the season and trade season kicks in, you watch what they do, like they did last year, bring in new players. That's well said. We always say panic or patience. Which will LeBron show? Meanwhile, Monica, you were on the call last night at the Garden. I was watching the action on ESPN. Victor Wembanyama, his first appearance in New York. He had a tough night. Four for 14 from the floor, just 14 points. Knicks blew out the Spurs, 126-105. Every time I, I feel like I need to continue to mentioned that he's 19 yeah, years old. What did you see last night? Uh, I was surprised by the overrated chance. Didn't have those on my bingo card. It's New York. <laughs> right. what we do. Shout out to the fans at the Garden. I saw a 19-year-old is what I saw. And that's what I kept thinking in the course of the game. He is a guy that has incredible height, has incredible skills. By the second half, he was able to figure out how to find the holes in defense. 
But Julius Randle, an all-NBA guy, a, a multi-time all-star, those are strong players. Mitchell Robinson, give him his credit. Yep. He sort of loosely said, uh, he's like Kristaps Porzingis and Bobo. Combine them together, that's how I'm going to guard him. And right. he was able to do that. But mind you, Mitchell Robinson is the best offensive rebounder in the league. Yep. So that's a tall task. I'm glad you shouted out Mitchell Robinson. Head-to-head with Wembanyama, he was, Wembanyama was 0 for 6. Yep. Two air balls against Mitchell Robinson, who's a sneaky early candidate for defensive player of the mm-hmm. year. But, you know, before the game, he said, the garden's not that big. After the game, he said, those lights are really bright. <laughs> it's a stage. He's going to look forward to playing on it. But let's not microwave this guy's potential, please. Yeah. Let's understand. LeBron took two years to make the playoffs. Kevin Durant took a year to make the playoffs, and he came in at 20 years old. When it comes to the Spurs, Tim Duncan went into a ready-made situation at the age of 21, and they were already a great team. David Robinson came in at 24 years old when they made the playoffs. Give it time. He's got potential. Let's not microwave it. That's such a great point. And when you talk about the Spurs, you're talking about the youngest team in the league by age and the youngest team by overall experience. He's got much more than potential. He's going to be an unbelievable player. We just got listening to Hubie last night. Needs to put some weight on him. (laughs) That was a delight. Okay, what you love. NBA (laughs) in-season tournament action. A doublehead of Friday. We got the Nets (laughs) and the Celtics, 7.30 Eastern. Then KD and the Suns hosting LeBron and the Lakers. Coverage starts with Countdown, 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. The tournament has been terrific. We've got the action. Meanwhile, let's keep it moving quickly. Give me the football group, midseason, superlatives. Dan, what has been your biggest surprise? I'm going to say Sam Howell. Sam Howell has played really encouraged football, wildly aggressive downfield, and he's talented enough to make the throws. And I know the Buffalo game was a disaster. He threw four interceptions in that game but still a young player. And if you take that game away, and I know we live in a world where we can't, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's on track to throw for almost 4,300 yards. You have to be encouraged in Washington to say, we might have found our quarterback of the future. What do you think about this, Kmart? Is that the biggest surprise to you, the most pleasant surprise? Uh, no, the, the biggest surprise to me is actually the Denver Broncos. Uh, not because I thought they were gonna run away with the division, but I actually didn't expect it to look this bad. And as much as Russell's numbers, are similar to Mahomes, it still hasn't been great. How about C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. You talk about a team that's ahead of schedule. They have a big game this weekend versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Why wait till next year when you can go make a statement right now? Why, why can't this year be the year that you make the playoffs if you're Houston? Absolutely. Harry, I'm going to stay with you for my next one. That was our biggest surprise. What's been your biggest disappointment? Lord have mercy. It's going to be the New York football Giants. <laughs> I'm talking to all Giants fans. Y'all deserve a refund for your tickets. <laughs> but have, having to witness what y'all had to witness this season with this football team, Quarterback position hasn't been good. Offensive line has been terrible. They need to draft both of those positions in 2024 moving forward. Danny? I say Jordan Love. I don't all disagree with the Giants one, but I think I give them a little bit of grace because of the injuries. Jordan Love, you know, coming off of the performance in the preseason, it's year four, you got to sit for three years. Week one and week two were encouraging. And I still see some of the same issues. Mechanically, too hoppy, too slow at times. Um, the accuracy has declined as this season has gone on, specifically downfield. For a player that I thought was going to ascend coming off of the summer and to start of the season, to see some of the same issues consistently on a week-by-week basis present themselves, I'm disappointed in that. And came out, you mentioned Denver already, so then let me go to my next superlative. Which team, give me the team that is going to surge in the second half of this season? the Baltimore Ravens and they've surged so far but but here's when you look at this team Lamar Jackson actually looks like a much improved locked in version of himself he's completing I think a career high 71% of his passes 
This is a team that really should be undefeated. I think Lamar Jackson doesn't look to run first. He is looking to extend the plays and he can still, he can still be deadly with his feet. This team I think is actually poised, uh, I think he's actually poised to surpass his MVP numbers. Harry, how about it? How about in that same I'm division? with the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. right? I don't think no one in the National Football League operates as uh, better than Joe Burrow from the pocket. Also maneuvering the pocket, being able to move around, field things. It's just like a punt returner. You can't always see what's around you, but you have to have the ability to be able to feel what's around you. Joe yeah. Burrow right now is ascending at a high level. Watch out for the Cincinnati. I, I actually talked yesterday with Kyle Allen, who's the backup quarterback in Buffalo. Yeah. He was talking about, obviously, they just played this past weekend. He was. He said it was like demoralizing watching Joe this past weekend. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coming off their bye, huge game this week versus San Francisco. I do think San Francisco wins that game. But this is why. Number one, they lost to Houston this year when they gave them 13 points on special teams and two blown coverages. And then number two, they lost to Kansas City because of three inches down in the red zone. Trevor Lawrence is gone, big boy ball in two regards. Number one, the throws downfield. And two, using his legs. Their defense is getting better. ETN is awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome, one of the hardest tackles in football. I think Jacksonville is very dangerous. So I gave everyone a a chance to make a new pick. We all made our Super Bowl predictions before the season began, but I said now we've got about half the information. What is your Super Bowl matchup after nine weeks? And Kmart, I'm doing this from memory. I think that was your pick before the season began, wasn't it? It was my preseason pick. That's why I'm going to stay with it. I still haven't given up on the 49ers. I still think they're going to come around. But to me, Baltimore, I think Lamar Jackson is the key to Can I throw some shade on the Baltimore conversation real quick? Yeah. I love them. I think their defense is awesome. I think that's been, that's the thing that actually what they haven't played a quarterback that's a, that's a killer yet. They haven't. They got Joe Week Two mm-hmm. when he was hurt. Okay. To get into the Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat Joe or Patrick or a Josh Allen or a Tua or a Trevor Lawrence. They have not played those guys. That's coming fair. Up they weeks. played it's Seattle and gonna... Detroit and killed them. After right. this week, it's coming up. But they have. Yeah. But Seattle and Detroit. Cincinnati. As much as I love Geno and Jared. They're not the those guys. No, yeah. the second I'm with you on the I'm high on the Bengals too. I think just my level of genius thinking about that in the preseason. That's why I'm I actually going to stay I get with it. Fair enough. Okay, so you see our picks there. We'll see how we do. In the meantime, we ask you every single week. Everybody loves how Harry does that boy bad. We ask for your submissions. Here comes this week's. Okay, so we got a couple of them there. Were we hearing them? That are those boy, okay. bam. Okay. <laughs> I love the kids. I love the kids. I love it. Oh, oh man. I, I love when the kids do it, man, because the kids, in my opinion, they're, they're innocent, right? And they just what like to have your opinion. Fun. I mean, I, I mean, as, as opposed to, like, most people don't find them innocent. I don't know what you mean. Just by relax it. over there. Okay, bro. I got you. <laughs> Kids are innocent. I, I love kids, man. So whenever hey, they're doing it, have Let me fun. see this one again. What do you think of that one, uh, Harry? Uh, Dio, Dio, isn't that your daughter? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Pretty good. She does it That girl's the greatest human being in the world outside of her mom. What's her name? Lennon. Yeah. And call her Lenny. Tell yeah, us, I'm way better than very, very impressed, man. She did a great job. She represented the household very <laughs> yeah. well. You got to get the whole family doing it. You got to get the Orlovskis. Oh, man, that's just what my boys need, a bigger head. <laughs> I like where they get her from. I liked it last week when you said, Harry, love the kids. Harry, love hey, the kids, baby. <laughs> love. Anyway, keep sending them love. in. Love. We will love always show your That Boy badge. We can't tell you how much we enjoy the fact that you are 
enjoying it. In the meantime, as we continue, sneaky huge games on Sunday that could decide absolutely everything. We'll be making our picks and we'll be doing them as only we can. D Wood isn't here, so we're going to play a game called Pass the Mallet. Allen is ready. We'll all be smashing helmets as we continue. It's get up on ESPN. <laughs>
to get that initial corner route over the top to Tank Dell. Oh, by the way, he's getting busted in the chops as he throws the ball that 100%. you're showing also. You see, like, you see how he can see everything without seeing nothing with his eyes? Well, the first time you showed it, I thought it was a no-look. I actually thought he was looking the it other way. It almost that way, right? It was. Magne- that's, these are so good. And again, the kid is spectacular. It is a rookie doing that halfway through his first season. Meanwhile, let's make our picks. Let's take a look. You know, in the absence of Damian Woody, and he's not here, we all do our best to smash these helmets. Oh. None of us can do it quite like he can. No one is worse at it than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> but we've had, oh, Jessica Mendoza was pretty good at it. Yeah. She smashed it. Yeah, it went all over the place. She hit it with a baseball bat over the course of time. So we smashed these helmets. That was Tannenbaum. That was pretty embarrassing. So we were not, we're not all great at this, but we're going to do the best <laughs> we can. Dean would feel better, buddy. He's homesick today. Oh, we're doing so this in your honor. Here we go. All right. Everyone gets a shot. Give Harry the mallet first. Browns, <laughs> Ravens, Browns Ravens is over it's there. A big one. Ravens a six point favorite at home. Who's what getting you do, What smashed? you doing, Harry? Oh. Oh. We okay. get the point. You right. missed it. Is there you did. Totally I totally missed it I missed first. He barely missed it. Look, look at the so picks hard. on the screen. That's the kiss of death. Right oh. there. That is the kiss of death. Everybody oh, riding so with the Ravens. Right. What do you think of that, McNutt? Look at McNutt. She's just... Listen. McNutt, are you, like, with us? What's happening today? What's going on? He's drinking a smoothie. What are we trying to do television, girl? No, I listen. McNutt is like, no one told me I was in this segment. Danny, where's Dan? Here we go. Get Dan. We got Texans uh, and Uh-oh. Bengals. Bengals Uh-oh. at home Uh-oh. are a seven-point favorite. Bengals at home are seven-point Bengals are a seven-point favorite. I love C.J. Stroud. He's playing at MVP level, but... Yeah, I got to go. Oh! 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 <laughs> You've been doing your curls. You've been, yeah. you been big pressing, man. That was a big one. That was a good smash. Leaving only... Uh-oh. Another kiss of... Oh! You guys are on a roll. Mm. My experience shows that. Bengals defense, man. When everyone thinks something is going to happen, it never does. All right, Niners, Jaguars, another monster. Okay, Mark, come on. Okay, Mark, here we go. Okay, Okay, Mark, the Jaguars are a three point home dog. 49ers are the favorites. She almost hit Monica. She almost hit Monica. I mean, we almost had this. We almost had this. It flew. It flew. It's harder than it looks. What is going on here? Nothing but pieces of death. We have unanimity on all of them. All right, Monica. Here we go. Monica, Monica's beating me. This is Raiders. Sunday night in Vegas. Uh oh. This is a pick'em game. If you ever want to come back to this show, Alan too. You will not. You will not destroy destroy the Jets. Do what you feel, Monica. Do what you feel. What I do know is when you start pleading the fifth, it's bad news. Yeah. But I also know that like you get that jolt with a new coach, and it's not necessarily great sustainability. So. So. So this is not a great game. I'm just gonna let the home team have it. Sorry, Greeny. Oh. Down go the Jets. The Jets are down. <laughs> Shout out to my beats. You did good. Down the guard. You got split there. Hard to argue. All right. T Ward, as you can tell, we, we missed miss you. you. <laughs> First
Spurs take is coming up. Don't miss that. <laughs> Did we overestimate how good the Lakers are? Should C.J. Stroud be the MVP? Molly, Stephen A., Orlovsky, Monica, Kmart, and more. Top of the hour. All right, quickly, before we go, more on this developing story again. The consistent uh, conversation about what's going on at Michigan. Heather Dinich has something to add at the end of the conversation. Heather, go. Karini, I've learned that people should not assume that Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended, though that's certainly a consideration. The Big Ten has run a gamut of possibilities, starting with a possible indefinite suspension, a two-year suspension, all the way to something as simple as a public reprimand. The other thing that you could possibly see is a fine of a million dollars or more, which would probably be rubber stamps. So stay tuned. Okay, wow. yeah. Again, we are expecting something on this, perhaps as soon as today. Heather Dinich, outstanding as always. This group, so much fun. Thank you. The coverage continues and the fun continues on, with First Take right now.